Before we begin today's episode, we have our Patreon supporters over at Patreon, and they are Aperba, Zach Duren, Paul Campaneshi, Eric Sari, Lauren L., Andy Herbrandt, Rock the Green, Hanson Screen Printing, and Kelby Goodman. And before we begin today's episode, he wanted to crack a beer for Ukraine. You guys stop those rusky bastards. Yeah, stop those ruskies. Oh, it took me a while to open that. All but right. thank you all for supporting. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, We, of course, are your hosts. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about one of our favorite artists and sculptors uh, here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, We are talking about uh, a man who was steampunk before that was even a thing, you know. So uh, this is, uh, of course, Dr. Evermore, uh, the Forevertron and his metal sculptures. Uh, very, very cool stuff. Uh, the pictures are absolutely incredible. I have not seen it uh, in person, but uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into uh, the history of uh, Dr. Evermore and then also all of his sculpt, uh, sculptures and, uh, and all the different art pieces that he has created. Uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from Smoke Free Home and uh, another beer review, of course. Another edition of the infamous How Many Locos You Ant. Yeah, and actually we finally got a hold of our friend over at Badgerland Legends coming on. Nice. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks, Eric. They <laughs> <with> that sound pad. <laughs> we've, we've been talking with uh, those fine folks uh, for, for quite a while since the kind of the inception of this podcast, and they have uh, given us plenty of really cool suggestions, and uh, we've just absolutely loved uh, their cross posts of our stuff, and and we've posted their stuff, and and we're just we're we're very friendly, and we're really excited to have them on finally. So, uh, hey, if you haven't had a chance already, please stop over uh, to Apple Podcast or Spotify or you know any anywhere you listen, and and give us a, a rate or a review or you know five stars, whatever it is. Uh, it definitely helps us a lot. It's a very small act. But it really, in the grand scheme of things, matters so much uh, and, and boosts our our appearance on all of those things as, you know, a suggested podcast. So we'd really appreciate it. Uh, also, stop by uh, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. Uh, that's where you can find uh, pretty much everything. All of our uh, episodes generally get posted there. Uh, if not same day, then it's usually a couple days later. Uh, but then we have uh, the Patreon link so you can learn a little bit more about how you could support this podcast uh, and then uh, we also have the link to our uh, T Public. So, yep. uh, as of right now, uh, we have made incredible amounts of sales. So, there's plenty of stickers and t shirts and sweatshirts and stuff wandering around with our cool logo on there. And that cool logo is provided by our friend Steph Cybeck. She's uh, an amazing graphic artist. If yeah, you and have I think a chance. our, our T Public sales have totaled $3. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't we make a made... lot, but we're, it's, it's more of just spreading the word, right? I mean, yeah. for us. So. We could possibly make a collect call with what we've made. Yep. Um, exactly. If that's still a thing. Yep. So, uh, hey, with all that said, uh, go check out our website. Uh, give us a, a review or a rate or something on, on uh, the sites that you listen. And we'll just keep producing this uh, wonderful show with half-assed uh, uh, history and, yep. and uh, amazing booze-drinking buddies here. So let's go ahead and jump in. Dr. Evermore. So yeah, located in Sumter, Wisconsin, off Highway 12, outside of Baraboo, lays one of my favorite places and favorite artist sculpture gardens. This entire creation was done by an Arctic and artist and eccentric known commonly as Dr. Evermore. Born in 1938 and originally from Brooklyn, Wisconsin, and most and most commonly known as Tom Avery, Avery, who was originally spent years as a salvage and demolitionist. He would keep many of the cool pieces and became known as a junk dealer. Wow. And after collecting many interesting pieces coming from more than 300 factories, breweries, cargo ships, power plants, and dismantled rail cars, he saved more of the unique pieces that would later he use in most of his unique sculptures. 
it was in 1980 when he would retire from the salvage business and wanted a great way to use these obsolete and disregarded pieces that he collected over the years. And uh, he wanted to embody the original creator's spirit within the pieces. He is stated here as saying, we are working with pre-existing shapes and forms that lose their original identity, become something else without altering any of them. Evermore said that that is one of the Ten Commandments, okay? So we, we look at something, it's plenty good the way it is now, how can we use it? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a really unique way of looking at yeah. uh, um, the, the salvaged items. It's not... Uh, uh, you know, like he said, it could be like a tank, uh, like an old like propane tank. It's not only a propane tank. We could use that as part of a leg in a sculpture. You know, that's yeah, like exactly. the knee area, you know. So it, it, he just has a whole different way of uh, looking at stuff, you know, through his eyes. Uh, it's way different, you know, from, from our point of view. You mm-hmm. and I just see like this, you know, shitty fucking propane tank that we just want to get rid of or, yeah. or turn in for... Uh, a new one, but uh, he's got a whole different mindset. It's really cool. I think J-Rock puts it the best. One man's Triz Ash. Oh, yeah. From Trailer Park. Hell, yeah. So, in 1983, he be- began to make one of the most ambitious and well-known pieces known as the Forevertron. Without blueprints or sketches, he began work on this colossal art, art piece. With only help from a few friends, the, for- the Forevertron was a machine that would launched one of the English ancestors skyward in the 1890s or so claimed. When all said and done, the machine weighed 320 tons, over 50 feet tall, and 160 feet long. The plaque Uh-oh. next to the entrance gate states, world's largest scrap metal, metal sculpture, which is confirmed by the Guinness World Records. Actually. Yeah, yeah. The sculpture also, also features a pair of uh, Thomas Edison's bipolar electric electrical dynamos, as well as autoclaves that sterilize the Apollo 11 moon rocks. I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> yeah. Moon rocks. Moon rocks. I, I think I got that. Yeah. Here it is in his own words. The Apollo decontamination chamber was in three trailers, Dr. Evermore told us. We wrecked and scrapped most of it, but I kept the two autoclaves that the moon rocks were passed through. We contacted NASA to try to get papers authenticating it, and boy, they're very touchy about something that happened to that stuff. I'm sure that wouldn't be easy. We did get the original drawings, and it's the same damn thing. His own words. Yeah. And I mean, it is the NASA piece. They just don't want to put their name on it I, exactly yeah what do you th- i mean they're Everything not gonna secretive as hell when it comes to nasa so. exactly until they're putting some new nasa uh you uh, engineering in a in a mattress though uh, they'll certainly take credit on that and in his own creative in his own creativity according to dr evermore the job of the forever tron was to generate a magnetic lightning for magnetic be- light beam that would catapult him into the celestial sphere after dewatering himself in the machine's gravitron, he would <laughs> fire it up with the motors and thrusters, climb into the crystalline egg capsule, and blast off with God. That's funny. I know, isn't that cool? Creative. Yes. Um, and yet, so he would go on to create many other pieces located on the grounds of Dr. Evermore's sculpture garden, and uh, he never had any traditional art schooling, blueprints, sketches, models, or anything. This is yeah. all ideas in his own head. And his idea of making something out of nothing, you know, and they stand lar- they stand pretty much all around. You can see them and like, they've even stumped some phys- like fit, like physics professors and engineers. Like, how are you they getting these d- things to stand exactly, up? Exactly, I mean, yeah. They're all, a lot of them are all free freestanding. Yeah, I mean, and, and hey, you know, if you know uh, physics, uh, you know, sometimes it, it can be pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, you know, in my job, I don't need to know a whole lot of stuff, but the physics end of it is something that uh, they, they try to get us to understand a little bit in the crane industry. And, and, uh, I'll tell you, man, it's wild. There's a lot of science that go behind things. Yeah. And if you're going to be welding these massive, massive items, like he said, that one was like 320 tons. Yeah. Holy shit. It's, it's big. I mean, each individual piece has to be massive, you know? And he actually helped with spring green too. Um, at the house in the rock where some of his elements that he worked on there, including the world's largest carousel. He made tons of different birds that he dubbed the Gawker birds and many other things using instruments, which I find awesome, like trumpets. And That's really cool. Old, like this really old, like bass cello thing that was like a metal one that yeah. he added to this one bird. It's just super neat. That's really awesome. And uh, yeah, and like I said, I mean, a lot of pe- people, like manufacturers and stuff too, came out and saw a lot of these sculptures and they'd like, how are you getting these things to stand up? Because especially the Gawker birds on some pretty thin legs, it gets yeah. pretty in- incredible. How do they stay perched? He was given a Wisconsin Visual Arts Achievement Award in 2011, and sadly he passed away on March 30th of 2020. 
and the day I was very saddened by, obviously. And, you know, one cool thing that I did, I did actually get to meet Dr. Evermore. Yeah. And I did purchase, um, like, two angels that he made out of cotter pins, which are, like, the coolest pieces in my house. I look at them every day, and, like, I really do cherish them. Like, they're one of my favorite pieces I have in my house. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and I hope in the end he made a celestial journey in the Forevertron to the heavens where I can go and talk with him about art and metal, metal sculpting someday. Hell yeah. And I always remember the time I saw him welding in the chair making pieces, and the pieces I actually have, he gave them right to me while he was welding them up, which yeah. I thought was really cool. And uh, yeah, I, and I really hope you guys get a chance to head out to uh, the Spring Green Baraboo area and go and check out the gardens. It's right off Highway 12. Like, you, you, it's kind of hard to... It's kind of kind of challenging to find it but there is like a big wooden gate and you'll okay. see the forever tron kind of from the road so yeah you, it's it's kind of hard to miss that because it's just so massive and i would imagine i mean they said uh, uh you, you know this is the largest confirmed by you know uh, guinness world uh, records so uh definitely a really cool thing i i love the idea of uh of completely repurposing uh an item that uh will probably end up you know in a big scrapyard yeah and, and just creating um you know, just a, a, a big waste of space. And then you get somebody who completely re-envisions this thing and has a, a totally different artistic view and uh, it makes this really cool uh, art in- installation that you can go and visit. And uh, and, and it puts us on the map, too, yeah, with, with sure. you know, the Guinness Book of World Records is still, I think, the still considered um, the most stolen book from libraries. Um so I, I mean, a I lot of people, that. a lot of people will know about, you know, this area and about this really cool, uh, uh, you know, reclaimed art installation. Yeah. And because I have to shorten this episode, there's so many other pieces you got to actually go and check out. Like he uses like an old English telephone booth in one of his pieces. Like there's just like really we'll, cool stuff on the entire grounds. Yeah. And I know uh, uh, we will post a couple of pictures here uh, when we make the post for the episode and stuff. Uh, so you'll see a few. Uh, uh, images from you know the pieces that we enjoy and and the the pieces that we could find uh, really good uh, Im- images for I mean yeah really cool stuff I mean it it, it certainly doesn't do it justice you got to go see these things in person at least that's what I've heard uh, everyone who's gone there and talked about it Nate Hansen was one of the ones that brought this uh, particular subject up and said you guys should definitely talk about Forever Tron I mean it I is, love it's Dr. such Ever a cool thing, Forever so. Tron. and and I do want to do for our Patreon supporters we do we are probably going to schedule a tour there at some point. I did reach out to them and I'm just kind of waiting on a response to see if we can come out there and film first to make sure it's okay. Right. Right. You know, before we, we make have that been chased trip. off of properties before. So. Oh yeah. That is for sure. In yeah. Milwaukee, especially. <laughs> yeah. The Miller plant was not really cool with us. No, there were security guards on us in like two oh, minutes. Yeah. It, it took just a, uh, like a minute, <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're really, they're really cool people. They're really friendly. If you go there, like his, his family still, I think some of his daughters actually kind of run Involved, it now. Yeah. Yeah. But Dr. Evermore, Godspeed, my friend, and uh, thank you for giving us amazing art pieces. All right. So we've got uh, awesome Wisconsin music from uh, a very uh, unique style, uh, like punk band. Oh, yeah, punk, fast. Yeah, just very, uh, uh, like a good fuzz on the bass and uh, really, really cool vocals. Distorted Uh, guitars. It's pretty cool stuff. I mean, totally Tony Hawk Pro Skater stats, you know. Yes, yes. the, the type of stuff that Russ and I absolutely latched onto uh, in some of our earliest, uh, uh, I guess, uh, introductions to music, and we absolutely still enjoy that stuff, the, the loud, fast, you know, punk. And uh, Smoke Free Home, uh, they're like from the Oshkosh area, jumped into the Oshkosh bar scene, uh, already had some music recorded, and were selling uh, their, their EP out on the out on the road, their road dogs. Road dogs. And uh, they, they absolutely are great. Uh, it, it certainly is uh, that, like we just kind of mentioned, and, and we'll say a few times more, really good, fast, uh, true to punk style. It's just great. And uh, the, the song that we chose to feature is Wait Off. And uh, uh, the, the four tracks that they have currently, I think, on uh, Spotify and, and kind of out for purchase on iTunes, uh, they're great. And it's a... a a good investment if you want to, you know, take a listen uh, to all their stuff. Uh, hit up their uh, their Spotify page, or uh, if you're protesting Spotify, uh, you can go ahead and, and check them out on iTunes. And, and hey, for ninety nine cents, you can get a song. It's yeah, a, it's it's actually a great deal. So, all right, without any more waiting and, and fumbling around with words, this is Smoke Free Home. Wait off.
the abrupt ending yeah I me too it, it was cool yeah uh really good music again that was smoke free home wait off uh you can find them on itunes spotify i'm pretty sure they have some sort of a social media uh, i know i they have uh, instagram for sure smoke free home i think the o is a zero instead of an o okay so good you're looking know. for them on there smoke but with a zero um right on to our beer review segment dun, 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 dun. Uh, we have our final uh, beer from the uh, Milwaukee Loves series. Uh, Love Milwaukee is a cross-cultural collaboration celebrating Milwaukee's love of beer and beverage and to further show that love extends to the diverse people that make this city uh, what it is. And uh, this Milwaukee Loves series uh, is a six-pack crafted by a coalition of six different breweries uh, and six so- social justice organizations uh, meant to raise awareness and bring everyone together. Um, hey, we all live in the in the city in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, hey, let's be let's be friendly and kind to each other. Let's be pals. Yes, exactly. So this one in particular is with uh, Component Brewing, oh, and awesome. We've uh, had them on the show too. Yes, awesome. Yeah, and uh, HPGM uh, building uh, building community and advancing Hispanics. Uh, absolutely great. They were celebrating their uh, twenty years uh, last year. Oh so, wow. Um, this particular one is a Paloma Goze. Yep, and. Uh, uh, this one uh, says right on it, Milwaukee loves Cultura. And uh, this is a uh, brood with uh, grapefruit, blood orange, uh, mango, and sea salt. Woohoo. It's, it's sour. Yeah. And it's uh, 4.8 uh, by volume. So uh, very light beer. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's probably going to be a very light goldenish color. We'll crack this buster open here. Smells you... smells like beer. Smells like brew. All smells right. like a beer. That's good. Yep. So what are your initial thoughts? Ooh, ooh, tasty, sour. It's really sour. Makes you pucker, baby. Um, I'm a huge fan of that. Gozes are are kind of known for that. Uh, it's not quite a sour, but it is. Um, the, the grapefruit and the blood orange probably pretty strong in this one. Very. This, you can actually taste the salt, the sea salt. Yeah, yeah. It's very on the back finish. It, yeah, it's it's a faint hint, kind of like right in the back. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really cool. Milwaukee supporting the Hispanic community too, yeah. especially like on the south side of Milwaukee. There kind of seems to be um, absolutely the the Walkers Point, a uh, uh, little bit more inland from Walkers Point, uh, uh, is kind of like that that uh, big culture down there. And and um, I mean, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I I love this series for 
uh, you know, the simple fact that it is uh, uh, bringing everybody together and just kind of promoting uh, that that uh, relationship and, and, and friendship alike. You know, we're we're all living in the same uh, space, you know, this common space that we have. And um, it, it's best just to get along, you know. But what a great beer. I mean, it is. It's fantastic. It's, it's super tangy from like the blood orange and the grapefruit. I'm not really getting the mango coming through. Mango doesn't hit. Yeah. But you definitely get a little bit of the sea salt on the back end, like that yeah. little drying thing. And I think it, it's yeah. a really cool. It's it's actually kind of awesome how they made these beers like in collaboration with like a type of culture because this one definitely has like. They um, use all fresh, like fresh, like yeah. citrusy type of fruits and stuff in a lot of their uh uh, meals and dishes uh, and, and the preparation of their stuff. Uh, and, and this kind of ties that in. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Have you ever had those like lime Doritos? With, like, oh, the yeah. lime? It kind of reminds me of that actually. Yeah. The taste, like the tang and like this, the zip with the salt. Or the, the, the Takis. Oh, yeah. Those ones with the little bit of lime oh, on there. Yeah, those are awesome. Takis are great. Um, and then obviously just some of the best uh, 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 Hispanic and Mexican food that I've ever had. Um comes from you know these amazing places right downtown Milwaukee. Um, I, I absolutely enjoy any one of them, and they all have a, a, a different, a little bit different flair on their menu. Uh, so you can go and get uh, you know some really really high end dishes, or you can go and, and eat off a paper plate. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and that's and all of it just tastes so darn good. Oh man, like burritos that are like three sit downs because yeah. they're so freaking big. Like they the they look like your, a baby. Yeah, the size it, of your served, arm. Yeah. Those are the best. They served you a uh, the size of an adult thigh as a burrito, and you're like, "What <laughs> am I supposed bolts. to do with that? I got to share it with everybody now. I can't eat this, otherwise I'm gonna forget how to walk." But yeah, I mean, like it's it's really cool too, like to see like the Tex-Mex collaboration with restaurants here, and yeah. even when I was in Monterey, man, it was awesome because everything was like really fresh down there, like the the Mexican food. But yeah. this beer would have been great if I had it down there. Yeah, with you yeah, know yeah know with, some, with, with something with some something that you're eating down there. Oh that my god, amazing! Like, you had like one of like a. a, a carne steak burrito oh, and you yeah. had this with it holy smokes i mean those would pair amazing or even chips and salsa with this oh it, and, and perfect yeah i was just gonna say like this would be that that perfect tie with um like you said even just like the chips and some sort of a a you know like a bean uh i love refried yeah, beans oh me too i eat them right out of the can raw i yeah i well, went on hikes i put them in my backpack and crack them open because right it's amazing the, it, right fill, it fills you up and it like it makes you fart a little bit but I'm a gassy dude, so yeah, it's, I'm just it's probably ga- not the best idea sometimes. I'm a gas master. Yeah, me you too. You just ripped ass before we hit record. I did, actually. I yeah. gaped it open. You did, yeah. You, was, I uh, thought you ripped my chair. I did. But instead, the freaking you fabric's ripped gone, your bro. butt cheeks. But Yeah, no, yeah, again, check cool this beer. one out. Yeah, awesome. Milwaukee loves Cultura, uh, the the Paloma Goza. Mm-hmm. And again, 4.8% ABV. See if you can find this Milwaukee Love Series because like every beer we've had yeah. has been fantastic in this pack. Yeah. And uh, there's one kombucha in there, there's which kombucha, we're probably yeah. not going to review, obviously. It's yeah. not technically a beer. I no, think. it's it's fermented, obviously, but it's, uh, you know, it, it just isn't our style. I love I love to drink kombucha every once in a while, but I, I it never really hit me that hard, uh, uh, you know, I... I don't know. I know you, you've you brewed your own before. Yeah, we've made it um, at the house with a scoby Yeah, the scoby. Yeah. A little gross goo. Our, one of our, our really good friends, Alex Mylink, uh, is uh, part of the uh, the Bolo Boys. He's uh, oh, yeah, part owner right. and, and founder. So um, if you uh, go and check them out as well, uh, they do kombucha exclusively. And what's really cool about uh, them being downtown Milwaukee, they're on tap at a couple different places, and they actually use their kombucha in some cocktails, some really high-end craft cocktails. Nice. So uh, you mix that with, uh, you know, some booze and, and some other uh, unique flavors and stuff. And I'll tell you what, they're, they're, the Bolo Boys uh, have a really good one that's uh, also spicy. It's got like a habanero kind of kick to it, which is wow. amazing. Uh, berry, I think it's like berry habanero. But go check out Bolo Boys as well. And, of course, if you can find the Milwaukee Love Series, highly, highly uh, um, would, uh, would suggest it. And it's uh, really cool to give back to. The community, like I said, part of these uh, the sales, you know, that money goes directly to these uh, these partners. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. And today we got a Phantom four hundred nine DUI for you. <laughs> Uh, or is it Phantom 309? I, I have no idea. 409 is like a cleaner, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Phantom 309, the old trucker songs. The old piss, a... piss jugs and way of the road, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the way she goes, bud. Nice. 
<laughs> uh, just so everybody knows, we we have uh, we clipped a, a piece where uh, a couple nice. weeks a couple weeks ago, Russ uh, in the middle of recording said this uh, this really really soft and gentle nice, and it was perfectly like sectioned out where nothing was around it. So. Uh, we isolated it. We pulled that clip and we put it on the soundboard. So now every once in a while in the episode, it's you funny. Might hear... We even talked about this too on the the uh, the cabin podcast about yeah. how we like keep going on sentences. Like we have to say something at the end to like conclude. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like I do it all the time. Yeah. Eric always catches them. And there's one where I'm doing like a deep breath. I'm like, <gasps> oh, that one and we the, clipped. Yeah, you it... clipped that when you were laughing so freaking hard. <laughs> You're like, dude, you always are doing some kind of weird ending. I'm like, I know it's yeah. like so weird. I have to have that clincher. But <laughs> all right, go ahead. Speaking of clincher, yeah. Uh, so, a uh, semi-truck driver arrested for OWI after crashing into home while attempting to make a turn. Seems like it should be easy enough, right? Uh, yeah. Make a turn, right? Um, not if you are plastered. Oof. So, uh, this was in Milwaukee. Uh, a semi-driver was arrested for OWI Sunday afternoon, August 18th. Uh, so, this was a couple of years ago. Uh, after crashing into a home near 26th and Nash... Uh, police were dispatched to the scene around 4.11 p.m. God damn, that's it's, early. Yeah. Getting after it. Now, there is no trailer on the back end of this uh, semi-truck. So, upon arrival, police observed the uh, driver of a Freightliner semi-tractor involved in the accident. Uh, a witness on scene stated that the driver struck a house and garage attempting to just make Holy a turn. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, how fucked up do you got to be? Did he have a lot lizard in there with him? Yeah, probably. Getting a rub in Tizzo? Yeah, he uh, might have. All right. But it does look like uh, so in the in the images uh, that the news uh, posted. Uh, this is just a like I said, it's the tractor end of the uh, the the semi, no trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks like it just crashed right into the front porch of uh, a duplex uh, downtown Milwaukee. You know, uh, and um, it doesn't look like it actually even struck any of the house house. It's just the front porch, um, but narrowly missed a uh, a telephone pole there too. Um, but uh, police say that the driver had a strong odor of intoxicant, glassy eyes, and tried to avoid communication. Uh, he was arrested on on the spot for OWI. They knew what was happening. Uh, no one was injured uh, regarding this uh, this accident and incident, uh, so everybody was good. Uh, a spokesman uh, for We Energies said that crews were called out shortly after five uh, due to the truck hitting a gas meter. Uh, crews turned off the gas, and there was no danger to the public. So. Um, again, I mean, this it is, could have been way bad, way yeah, worse. Yes, yeah. I mean, the old Mack truck going right to the apartment. Yeah, piss jugs are found at the scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I four four p.m. Man, I mean, four p.m. Yeah, he he was probably hitting some roads, so it was about to go pick up a load and just I, <laughs> maybe get get deposit a load. He, yeah, in a old lot. Yeah, and there, he, but. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is one of those ones that I mean, we don't have a ton of information. No. Here. We know that the individual was just trying to make a turn. Uh, I mean, no load right, on the back of turn this. Turn right into the house. Yeah. A turn right into the fucking front porch. Yeah. Let me just park my car here real quick. <sighs> yeah. So not a lot of information. We know that this individual smelled of intoxicant, had glassy eyes, uh, and was actually avoiding uh, confrontation, communication. Wouldn't wouldn't even talk to the police. So, glassy eyes. That's a telltale sign of. Yeah, of, he's drunk. He, but he's coming down. I think. You think he's? You think he's off? Off the. I think he's liquor? already been drinking, uh, and then maybe he's on his way home or or wherever he's going. So, uh, and that's just my theory. You probably have a little bit different idea. Yeah, I, I hope I we actually, can come to a, a similar I, amount I actually, here. But I actually don't know. I mean, like the glass guy, like this guy was probably peaking pretty good. I think I have a number here. Yeah, and you, and you don't get the glassy eye. Uh, uh, you know, from just a few beers, right? You have to be. I mean, you have to be. You have to be yeah, you have to be going for a while. So, yeah. what are you thinking on this? I'm. I'm. Do you want to go on three and just throw it out there and see what you think? This uh, Mac truck DUI. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I think I have a figure. Yeah, uh, count us down. Three, two, one, sixteen. 16. Nice, nice. I don't know if we've Has, ever landed right. Yeah, on. it was dead nuts, man. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I mean, this guy's liquored up, dude. He's driving his Mac, about to pick up a load, about to lay some loads. At the truck stops, <laughs> yeah. he has a couple piss jugs, couple two three in the cab with him. Yeah, dehydrated piss jugs, dark yellow. Yeah, for sure, real bad, real bad. So sixteen loco. Do you want to sell the gavel on this guy? Yeah, absolutely. Holy smokes! We're here with Jeff from Badgerland Legends. Jeff, how are you today? Doing great, guys. 
So can you tell us a little bit about Badgerland Legends yeah. and uh, how you got your start? Yeah, so I uh, started the page just as a clearinghouse for a lot of the stories I've collected around uh, Wisconsin from forgotten history, oddities, cryptids, UFO encounters, um, and even some true crime. So I started about two years ago and uh, wanted to bring people a Wisconsin legend one post at a time. So that's kind of been the, uh, the start of that. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's great seeing some of like the really weird stuff, and like yeah. it's cool that you know about the Mineral Point Vampire. Like, not many people know about that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really interesting one. Um, and for those that don't know, um, I can't remember. I think it was in the early '90s. Uh, a flap of these uh, vampires showed up in a cemetery, and there was even police reports of this uh, tall, kind of lanky, ghoulish figure Whoa. stalking stalking the cemeteries and uh the, the police attempted to apprehend it and it was kind of a reminiscent of the spring hill jack legend where the uh thing took on kind of a on you know uh how do you say it unhuman like characteristic where it yeah. sprung over a fence <laughs> and uh escaped the police capture so there was a a whole wide range and uh actually have a post on the badgerland legends instagram page if you want to check and read more oh yeah, you bet I that is incredible uh what a weird yeah. story i mean uh, and you can't make it up i mean the cops you know reported it too yeah. i mean uh it, it it it's absolutely out there we were full of we're full of uh amazing creatures and monsters and cryptids and and uh we really appreciate you know your weekly posts about these things to kind of um, help remind us, you know. So, Jeff, we got to ask you, uh, what is one of your favorite legends here in Wisconsin? My absolute favorite legend comes from your backyard. Okay. Any guess? Any guesses? I, I'm thinking haunchy. It's the haunchies. Yeah. The haunchies of Haunchyville. So, um, in the 1950s, a group of circus workers with dork dwarfism, circus dwarfs, for lack of a better term. Yeah. were displeased with the treatment of the ringmaster. So they revolted against him. They tortured him. They sawed him limb from limb and left him hanging. Holy smokes. Now, now to avoid some punishment, they fled to the fields and forests of Wisconsin's countryside, and they started a new call, colony called Haunchyville. Now that rumored place is Mystic Drive in Muskego. Yeah. So right in your guys' backyard. Yeah. I think... I think, so, Sturge, you, you drove down there to go check it out, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It, it, and it's mostly uh, like a, it's a kind of like a subdivision now. It's built up now, but. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's been a long held rumor. Um, I know you guys did a uh, a recent episode on Muskego Beach. Yeah. Yeah. And some, some people think that kind of ties into the legend of the small people because they had all these rides for little people and it yeah. kind of morphed and molded into the urban legend. That's incredible, though, because that makes a lot of sense then. Uh, and so, sort yeah. of, I mean, that, that really does. That, that kind of ties the, the whole thing together and, and, and makes sense that, uh, you know, they were here. Hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, you know, it, it runs deep, and it's well detailed in the uh, book Weird Wisconsin. I don't know if you guys have a copy of that. Oh, yeah. Linda Godfrey did a, a great job of compiling all of the lore throughout the years. Yeah. We have uh, – so, uh, we have, right. a, we have a little Wisconsin library down here. you got, like, weird we Wisconsin yeah. locations, like, Brewery weird U.S. And, oh, yeah. yeah, roadside attractions. I love that stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, so that's great. And to, to slip in a, a weird book or two into those little learning libraries or the little libraries, yeah, it's always fun to, to see somebody's reaction to get that stuff, the weird stuff passed along. Yeah, and, it, and it's just, it's super entertaining to read, too. And, and I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of, of uh, living in Wisconsin. I mean, I know there's some people that probably moved here and, and uh, against their own will didn't, you know, want to necessarily live in Wisconsin, but uh, I find it really neat to, to learn and, and to be able to read about all these really entertaining things. The, the legend and the lore is absolutely fantastic. And, and yeah, I guess, is great. Yeah. And, and we're about the same age and we grew up in kind of an enchanted time. It was time. It was pre-internet. Everything was spread by word of mouth. The, uh, instead of the internet and, reddit and tiktok and all this stuff our means of sharing these legends was uh you know word our word to word 
Uh, most of it happened on the back of a school bus, yeah. as far as in my hometown. That's where we got to exchange all these ghost stories. And, you know, I grew up in a time where the Goosebumps books just came oh, out. Yeah. Did you guys read those? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, R.L. Stein or Creep, Creepy Bob Stein, I think they called them. <laughs> uh, so it was it was fun to collect those, pass them around the classroom. And uh, we also had the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? You guys yes. remember that series oh, on Nickelodeon? Yes. Yeah, that so one actually a, did. That one scared me for sure. Yeah, and, and I was always that, that kid uh, that was checking out the creepy books at the Catholic school library. You know, the ghosts, werewolves, crop circles, spontaneous human combustion, and, you know, other oddities. And then to find out uh, a lot of uh, these ghosts and werewolves and UFOs, Wisconsin has three UFO capitals. Um, all this stuff right in your backyard. You know, it wasn't on a faraway land. It wasn't in a storybook. It was actual stories of people encountering this stuff right here in Wisconsin. Yeah. So that, that kind of uh, captured my fascination at a really young age. Yeah. And I, I know growing up, I had a book called, uh, it was my brother's, uh, in fact, but uh, I think it came out, you know, probably maybe in the 80s, but it was called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And it was this. Uh, paperback book that I absolutely like I cherished this book because each story uh, made me moments away from wetting my pants and I <laughs> wanted to turn on every light in the house and make sure that I you know wasn't uh, uh, be you know in the same room with like uh, a, a ghost or something it was absolutely insane but like you said the R.L. Stein and the are you afraid of the dark series super amazing stuff when we were kids yeah yeah it, it... Yeah, and I remember uh, speaking of books that kind of started for me. Uh, there's this book that my mom brought home from the library probably when I was like eight or nine, and it was called Wisconsin Lore. And I, I have a couple copies laying around my office now, and it's, it's kind of benign now by today's standards, but uh, I remember reading a passage in it, and it said, Wisconsin contains, if the yarns are any indication, more ghosts per square mile than any state in the nation. Wow. And that was like, oh, wow, this stuff is it's right here in our backyard. And uh, literally growing up, the uh, house behind us was rumored to be haunted. Whoa. So I had I had a, uh, a kind of a childhood where my parents, my dad kind of poo-pooed it, but my mom was kind of into this stuff and uh, definitely didn't uh, say, no, that's all hogwash. She actually kind of instilled in the Maybe there's something more than we can see. Yeah. yeah. I know for us growing up in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, when we were kids, there was the Bray Road bee sightings when we yeah. were growing up. And I lived like not that far from Bray Road. We yeah. lived on Bowers Road, which is kind of like just behind there. And it used to really is. scare it's the, the next shit road out. Over, yeah. used to scare the shit out of me. I mean, in Goonies fashion, we used to go out on bikes looking for this thing all the time, but we never saw anything. But yeah. you, guys, you guys never had an experience with the Bray Road bees. No, I don't think so. I mean, no. we, I mean, late no. night, you know, when we were uh, in high school, we would uh, take drives really late at night in order to kind of try to see something. And, and I think there were times, I think, when we would look over at each other and be like, did you see whatever that was? And, yeah, yeah. But I think we were just messing with each other. I don't <laughs> think we really had any encounters, but f plenty of our friends and family did. Yeah. And that's something that uh, not a lot of young kids can uh, relate to these days is just being completely detached from any technology and just going out and try to scare each other, whether it be uh, going to a cemetery or exploring a legend like the Railroad Beast after night. And actually, Bowers Road, um, that's been kind of the epicenter of some activity as of late if you yeah. follow Lee Hample. Yeah, he, he actually had... uh, he lives on my dad's property, <laughs> which is crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, his barn <laughs> is right on my dad's farm in yeah. the back there. That's, so That's hilarious. Yeah, I've been trying to parse um, how much of it is, is fanciful and what's actually happening there. So it's, it's been kind of fun to see kind of the next iteration of the legend kind of carrying on because it's actually been 30 years since Linda originally published that article in the week that wow. uh, kind of detailed the Bray Road Beast. And uh, um, actually I am in the process of recording and launching a podcast and one of our first episodes is on that phenomenon. So yeah. I got well, to sit down with my friend, uh, Mike from uh, American Ghost Walks. Oh yeah, and kind of kind of talk about that. And uh, yeah, there's there's more than meets the eye when it comes to the Beast of Prairie Road. It certainly it it's 
you cannot deny that something is happening. That's for sure. You know, it, now it's up to, you know, somebody to, to really seek out, you know, the answers and really do the investi- investigative work to, to, you know, really truly see what there is. But I, like I said, it's, it's absolutely undeniable that, it, that something's happening. There's, there's something going on there, and we're not sure what, but I think that's what keeps us coming back for more. Yes. Yeah, and Jeff, do you think the Michigan Dogman and the Bray Row Beast are the same thing? You know, I haven't done enough research on the Michigan Dogman to come up with a conclusive uh, comparison of the two behaviors. So I, I, I couldn't tell you. It sounds like from uh, – the accounts that I've heard, they're very similar, but uh, Wisconsin, uh, you know, besides just that Elkhorn area, it seems like there is dogman sightings throughout all of Wisconsin and Michigan. Yeah, so yeah. it could be part of the same phenomenon. I'm, I can't really say. It's just Michigan's way of, of uh, trying to be as cool as us, and uh, <laughs> they're trying to draft on yeah, on that Scotty, yeah, Scotty yeah. flavor. Oh, you guys have a thing. We have a thing too. We got a dog guy who stands up. We got that too. No, you don't. And the Upper Peninsula is Wisconsin, and you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Upper Peninsula is Wisconsin's hat, and it you is, know, yeah. you know, when when you have a hat on top of your head, that's still part of your body, right? That's, yeah, right. It's not yeah, someone it's, else's hat. That's right. It's Wisconsin's hat. Yeah. Back off. I know. I know. You guys uh, won it in the. Uh, was it the Battle of Akron? Is that how the uh, UP I, came to be? I believe so. Yeah, that was the episode that we did. Uh, that's been feels like that's been a long time ago. We talked to uh, Stormy uh, Cromer. Storm, Stormy Cromer. Yeah, we had Gina. Uh, Gina, Gina Stormy yeah. Cromer. Yeah. But yeah, Jeff. Um, so how can we find you in uh, more locations so we can follow you? I know I just got added to this uh, Wisconsin Legends page, which is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Facebook Wisconsin Legends group. Uh, it's a private group. Go ahead and uh, click the join button and we'll usher you in and we look forward to talking to you there at badgerland legends on instagram and badgerland legends uh is my facebook profile awesome awesome and before we let you go we got a few questions to ask to find out how wisconsin are you i know you spent some time in the desert um but we'll see how you do on these bad boys yeah let's do it all right so the first one we got for you what do you consider to be the up north or the north woods you know I used to say that up north started where you got north of Wausau and the four lanes converged into two, but that's been pushed further and further north throughout the years. So now my answer is up north starts with the state of mind. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's well, a good way to put it. it. And, and, and I think, too, that more recently I've started to say um, – you know, the Wausau area is, you know, kind of like your answer, Russ. And I always, I always try to, to, uh, bend that a little bit and say, I think it's whenever you feel the weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. Like yeah. As that's soon great as, too. Yeah. As it, soon as you're not yeah, afraid to drive, you, you, you know, you, you turn, you turn that ignition key. Um, we don't condone, yeah. uh, drinking and driving, yeah. but you know, if there's a road buddy involved, so be it. Right. Yeah, exactly. A little road soda. <laughs> that's right. Um, absolutely. Uh, and, and we've got a handful more for you, uh, but I wanted to get down to the nitty gritty here. Have you ever milked a cow? I have not milked a cow. Okay. I haven't either. So, uh, with uh, not, uh, manually, I, I, I've used, uh, the modern milking parlor stuff, but never by hand. And Russ, you have. Yeah. So the next one I got for you then is, uh, what is your favorite Wisconsin cryptid? Ooh. Oh man, I think it has to be the hodag. Yeah, I love that green of, little It's bastard. kind of kind of the OG, <laughs> the green bastard. Yeah. Like, I love that little green yeah. bastard. <laughs> but here's the thing: some say that he's not a cryptid. He is a um, uh, what is the? It's a uh, like a, 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 a critter. A uh, you know what I'm talking about the uh, the cri- the critters of the lumberwoods, right? It's, yeah, it's one not of the Paul Bunyan legends kind of thing, right? Where there's like yeah, yeah. The fairy tale. No, maybe I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I, you're right, you're right, I, and you know I think I actually lean uh, and say we called him uh, we called it a cryptid for so long. I mean, you can't just yeah. switch uh, it, switch it a, out. A, I believe by that parlance, he's a fearsome critter. Yeah. 
Yeah, and another really cool uh, kind of cryptid hunter is uh, Ben from the Hodag store. He is so into cryptids. Yeah. He's just at CryptidCon, actually. We just got to catch up with yeah. him and see how that went. So I've, I've connected with him ver, uh, via Instagram. I have a cabin uh, not too far from Rhinelander, and I finally have to stop in and you know make my humble pilgrimage to the Hodag store. Yeah, he's just a really cool, friendly guy. Him and uh, Carrie, Carrie yeah. that we've had on the show too. Yeah, Carrie from the uh, the museum the, and the Hodeg King, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. I, I yeah, was I a got, long time. I, ago. I have to. Uh, I I got to visit Rhinelander proper. Got to stop at the Hodeg store, the uh, Hodeg museum. Oh yeah. Get get the picture in front of the Hodeg statue. I got to visit um, Eugene Shepard. The kind of the inventor of the modern hodag tale and also john heisman cool the oh, name yeah. behind the heisman, heisman trophy, trophy yeah. buried right there in the rhinelander cemetery that's so awesome yeah. for those guys absolutely so next one i got for you uh supper clubs do you have a favorite one? Oh man so i haven't heard this one on your show yet but okay. if you're heading out of madison towards sauk city there's a little village called Roxbury. Ooh. And in, in Roxbury, there's a place called Burns Dwarf House. And it may be one of the best supper clubs in Wisconsin. And their fish fry is phenomenal. It's served family style and it's bottomless. So as long yes. as you want to keep eat, eating the fish, the fish the fish is excellent. What? Stay away from the fries uh, and soda. Yes. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So they start you out with the, the fried fritter balls. Have you guys had those? Oh, oh those are amazing. Yeah. You mix those yep. with, a with a little bit of uh, little syrup. Honey. I do. I yep. do syrup. But you like syrup? You do syrup? Okay. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of hot maple syrup is great. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Hot maple syrup would be good. They, they serve them with honey and they're phenomenal. And then you get the, uh, of course you got to have the old fashioned. Yeah. And, and then you get the, uh, the family style fish and the fries and i know uh the buddies that i go with they're all about the uh the german potato salad oh yeah oh, absolutely yeah. you gotta have german it. potato salad is such a a, a a different experience than you, you know normal potato salad it is it is absolutely great absolutely all right so the next one i got for you and this one's gonna be awesome have you been to Summerfest? and do you have a favorite band there i always like hearing this one because i love I, music. i do yeah you know, where I grew up, I grew up uh, central Wisconsin, and I just lived too far north to travel to Summerfest for one night. Yeah. So I'd rather prefer a cup of lukewarm tap beer in a plastic cup at any one of Wisconsin's county fairs watching some washed-out band. Oh, have, right on. Do you have, like, a, a favorite uh, a band that you've seen at, at the fair? You know, uh, there's a lot of local ones here. Mm-hmm. Madison County is good. Super Tuesday. And then I'll, I'll give a shout out, uh, honorable mention to my guys over at Sunspot Music. Yeah. They do uh, kind of a weird rock is what they call it. And they actually talk into the Haunchyville legend. Um, go on YouTube, look up Sunspot yeah. Haunchyville. And that track absolutely jams. And it tells you uh, a little story. Yeah, we uh, behind the Haunchyville legend. We did we did give that a listen when we were uh, procuring you know documents and stuff for the research for the that Haunchyville episode that we had done and and uh, what a, what a cool track. Song as soon bumps. as you said Sunspot, I was like, yeah, they're they're good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I got a couple more for you. The next one I got. Uh, what is your favorite Wisconsin beer? You know, um, I'm a really into the Bach guy. I'm really into the Bach. I consider myself a Bach guy. So um, I know every uh, spring when it comes out, I have to get me some Point My Bach. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Yep. That's a good one. Um, and I believe New Glarus has, has one. Yeah. They so that's do. pretty good as well. Um, and then, you know, if you, if you want something for any season, uh, a Wisconsin Amber from uh, Castle Breweries. Yeah. Damn good too. Yeah, their Amber is really, really good. Now, uh have you have you been to uh, uh, the Brewers, Packers, and Badgers game, and have you uh, participated at the Badgers game jump around? I have, yes. Actually, my first um, my first ever Badgers football game was, I believe, in I want to say whenever they beat Ohio State. Okay. At home, JJ Watt was playing. Yeah. Uh, my buddy got me a ticket in the student section and we did the jump around and it was pandemonium 
Uh, everybody rushed the field after. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, that that team uh, with uh, with JJ um, uh, Nick Toon, I, I think, was even one of the wide receivers that year, and just some of the the really really yeah, they had, great. They had uh, they had Ball and yep. uh, James White. Yeah, there you year. go, James White and Monty Ball, and and uh, uh, I think Russ Wilson was was a was quarterback for at least one of the seasons for that, right? With uh, JJ as well. I think. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, and you know, although they they lost uh, the the Rose Bowl, uh, they still played uh, some of the best football I've ever seen. Uh, and I and I was young when they when they won the Rose Bowls in the early '90s, mid '90s. Uh, but I mean, that team just felt so yeah. so right. They had everything clicking on on all cylinders. It was great. Yeah, it it was amazing. It was definitely a time for the the Badgers to take on a national championship. Unfortunately, you know, I know uh, got relic after the the Kirk Cousins uh, hail mary. Yeah, and then the Rose Bowl. It just kind of all went downhill. But but you know, it was it was a great time to have a. Uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, absolutely. And, Madison, and uh, glad that he was a Badger. Yeah, we're definitely going to have a couple more Badger Hall of Famers uh, for sure. I mean, just between J.J. Watt, uh, you know, and uh, and Russ Wilson. I mean, those those guys are locks for for uh, Hall of Fames. So absolutely. But Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we really enjoyed this Wisconsin chat, and uh, maybe around Halloween, if you want to come on and maybe tell one of the spooky tales, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And uh, when can we, yeah, you too. And when can we expect the uh, Badgerland Legend book coming out? Well, it's going to be a podcast um, first, and then I have been kind of compiling a book, and we'll just say it might be alcohol related. Oh, nice! I'm always down. So, so definitely when that comes out, I'll I'll give you guys a, a ring, and we'll do this again. All right, All right we Jeff. expect signed copies. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Absolutely. All, All right. right. Have Bye. a great Sunday. Thanks, guys. All right. That concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening, and remember as always, watch watch out for deer deer on your way home. home.